Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Father God. God bless you. You're listening to Reaching Out Radio tonight, or whenever you happen to be listening online, uh, on, on demand at any time. I just want to thank you for tuning in and being a part of Reaching Out Radio International. You're listening to In the Word with Sister Pearl, and it is my great privilege and honor to serve you for the next hour. What a special time you and I are alive in. And um, just good to know who to turn to, just good to know who to look to and, and who to worship and who to honor and who to cry out to. I would love to, usually I don't do this, but I, I really sense it tonight. I just want to take time before I get into the program and welcome all of you that are listening from around the world. I want to read to you the lyrics of that song that was just played, and it was called One Mediator, Jesus is the Only Way. Here goes the first verse. He takes our place and stands in front of God on high. He speaks on our behalf since we don't have the right. He pleads before the God who judges hearts of men. Our mediator served the sentence for our sin chorus. There is only one God. There is only one mediator standing between God and man. He's the only way to salvation. Verse 2, he found the captives, broke the bondage of our chains. We have redemption through the price that he has paid. He gave his life to purchase freedom from the fall. Our mediator was the ransom for us all. The bridge, the man Jesus Christ who gave us his life, the man Jesus Christ, the last, Hear me well, the last sacrifice, the eternal son, he was, he is, he is to come, Messiah has come, he was, he is, he is to come, the true son of man, he was, he is now on his throne, the atonement lamb. Then again, the chorus, there is only one God, there is only one mediator, standing between God and man. He is the only way to salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Isn't it wonderful that um, we have this great Jesus, this great Savior, and he cares for us so very much. Nobody's like him in all the world. Only our great Savior. Well, I'm so happy to come into your homes tonight, or I might be with you as you're riding in your car. Um, You might be on your job listening to this. You might be walking uh, while you are exercising or just maybe walking from one place to your destination. But wherever you are listening, whether you're in the great continent of Asia, Australia, and all the Oceania countries, or you might be in North America, South America, Europe. You might be in the great continent of Africa, in the Caribbean. 
you might be in Europe. I just want to give you a hearty welcome on the behalf of Reaching Out Radio International, on behalf of our evangelist Montel Fields, who is the visionary behind this radio broadcast and the entire um, Reaching Out Radio programming. We just want to bless you in the name that's above all other names, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. That's his name. There is no other name like his in all the world. And so tonight we're going to be talking about one mediator, Jesus, the only Jesus, nobody else. You and I are living in some of the most uh, exciting, thrilling, challenging, testing times that has ever been encountered. Not not the most difficult because there's been some really hard times in certain centuries, but I tell you what, these days that we're living in are unlike any other. And I am so grateful to God that he chose me to be alive today and that he chose you. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a will. And he knows why he puts you to be here and to be alive, especially those of you that love him, that know him, to be connected to him, to be following him, to be his dear child. God knows why he catapulted you into this time and into this season. It was not by accident. It was not by just circumstance. It was not just by chance. But God ordained for you and for me to be here right now. So before we go into anything else, I would like to just offer up a word of prayer and ask God. I invite the Holy Spirit to come and to lead our special time together. Amen. If you cannot bow your head and close your eyes where you are, that's okay, but you can humble your heart and you can agree with me in prayer. Let's go. Heavenly Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, we are so excited very humble to be able to come before your presence in the name that's above every other name that can be named in heaven or even on the earth. And that is the wonderful name of your son, Jesus. It's in his name alone, Heavenly Father, that we approach your throne. We know that we in and of ourselves are nothing. But because of Christ in us, the hope of glory You've given us this great privilege to access your presence. And we are so grateful. We are so humbled that you, who spoke the world into existence, you are listening to the cries of my heart tonight, to the cries of my brothers and my sisters, and even those that are not yet into the ark of safety, but they're listening to this broadcast. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. Heavenly Father, we just reach out to you by faith tonight. And we ask you to be glorified in everything that is said and done. Be uplifted. May your word go forth and change hearts and minds, drawing men and women to yourselves. We pray that you would dispel every a hindering spirit, every distracting spirit, everything that would try to come against us, hearing the word of God tonight. Lord God, let there be free access to not only hear, but to understand and perceive, and then to apply 
We pray this in the name that's higher than any other, the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So again, tonight we're talking about one mediator, and that's Jesus, the only way that was sung in that song. One mediator, Jesus, the only way. What does the word mediator mean? It means a go-between. It means simply one who will reconcile us back to God. One who intervenes. They intervene between two parties, either in order to make or restore peace and friendship or form a compact uh, or for ratifying a covenant, a medium of communication, an arbitrator. Now, you and I have the best mediator in the entire universe. And we get this found in the New Testament, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. This is very clear, very clear, very simple. Very direct. There is no misunderstanding what the Apostle Paul is speaking to his spiritual son, Timothy, in this epistle. Very clear. And I want to just say this so that we can all understand. What Paul the Apostle wrote to his spiritual son, Timothy, is yet for you and for me in this hour. He was anointed of the Holy Spirit to speak that word and to write those epistles for our edification. And so it's not just for the, the help of his spiritual son, Timothy, but it's for you and for me to understand. One of the key ways that the cultists get to confuse people is that they will use other things outside of Holy Scripture, in other words, things that are outside of the Holy Bible, that are not in the inherent word of God, because God's word is infallible. God's words do not make mistakes. So what people like to do that are really not invested or interested in following the word of God or teaching the word of God or honoring and respecting the word of God, then they'll come up with their own books and their own teaching. And they'll, they'll say, well, you know, in, in, in this time, you know, the, the early fathers, they said, that, no, 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 it's not, it's none of that. That's why the word of God tells us in Revelation, do not add or subtract to the word of God. It is very clear. Let me say it one more time. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind. And then if we weren't sure who that mediator was, the Apostle Paul goes on to teach the man Christ Jesus. There are no other mediators. You don't need to pray to anybody else to get to the Father God except Jesus. Please hear, hear that very clearly. If anybody tells you, oh, no, but you need to pray in my name. I remember um, many years ago when I was yet a girl, 
that this lady who was already off, she was already in error, she told another young person, oh, if you forget to say the name of Jesus when you're praying, you can just go ahead and say my name. What a, a wicked lie that was, that if the girl forgot to pray in the name of Jesus, she could pray in her name? Are you kidding me? This was something that I really heard. Unbelievable. Now, what your sister Pearl is attempting to do tonight is to present to you the all-important fact that there is a way, a specific way to live your life and for me to live my life, a way for us to live our lives. When we live our lives in accordance with God's plan and purpose for us, there is joy and a sense that despite problems that we all face, it's not if we face problems. No, we all will face problems from time to time. But the Word of God tells us that, you know, we can have peace even in the midst of the problem so that we're not in confusion, but have the peace of God. And I don't want us to be ignorant. What does ignorant mean? It just means I don't want us to be uh, unaware of what is going to happen. Jesus himself, these are the words of the Lord Jesus in the Gospel of John, chapter 16 and verse 33. He said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Now, in the world, you will have tribulation. Notice that Jesus didn't say in the world, you may have tribulation, or if you, no, or if you have tribulation, no. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. That means Jesus has overcome the world. Then he said, a little earlier in the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, verses 26 to 27, this is what Jesus said. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Wow. God is just so fantastic for so many reasons. For so many reasons. But one of the great reasons is he said, I'm going to go away, but I'm not going to leave you without a helper. Now, the helper that I'm going to leave with you is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things, and he's going to bring back to your remembrance all the things that I've said to you when you need them. Did you get what your sister Pearl just said? All I did is quote, what Jesus said. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. 
I give you. My peace I give you. Now, the peace that I give you, Jesus said, is not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So in other words, the peace that I'm giving to you is not the kind of peace that the world gives. They'll give you peace one day and then take it away from you if they, okay, now I, I give it to you because I feel, you know, generous, and I take it back because now I'm angry at you. I, I, I'm, I, I don't like you today, so now I take it back. God's not like that. God is very different from the world and the ways of the world and the people in the world. He said, the peace that I give you, I will not take it away. And so your heart should not be troubled. And then he tells you, do not let them be afraid. Do not let your heart fear. These are not just nice sayings that we hear from Jesus if we follow him. This is clear instruction. Clear instruction. I want to read to you from Romans, the fifth chapter, and verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now, this is the only way a person can be reconciled to God. It is through Jesus. The title of this message is One Mediator. And the only mediator, the only go-between, the Heavenly Father, you and me, is Jesus. Now, only Jesus can reconcile us to his Heavenly Father because of what he did for us on the cross. Again, I will tell you, like I've said so many times in other messages, only the blood, the spotless, blameless, guiltless, clean blood of Jesus can wash you and can wash me away from sin. I could shed my blood all day. I could even, you know, cut myself up in pieces, hang on a cross like they do in some countries, you know, like the Philippines and a few other nations, they try to impale themselves on a cross for a, a few seconds or a minute, hoping to get some kind of, um, you know, appeasement from God. Really? That is a humiliation. That is telling God what Jesus did on the cross was not enough. So now let me go and put my sinful blood, let me shed some of my sinful blood on a cross in hoping that you'll forgive my sin. That's a slap to the face of a holy God. Who do we think we are? That we, in our own flesh and through our dirty blood, can make an atonement for our sin. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus already paid the perfect sacrifice. He was the only one eligible to pay that price for our sin because he alone was guiltless. He never sinned. You and I, we come in as sinners. We were shaped in sin. 
the Bible tells us. And we were made in iniquity. So we definitely can never, you know, pay a, a, a penalty for our own sin. That, don't even try it. You and I can never do that. God will never accept that. We do not pay for our own sins and hoping that God will then forgive us. There's no such thing. Whether we're alive or whether we're dead, we can never pay Jesus enough to wipe away our sin. The only blood that can wipe clean my sin is Jesus' blood. The only blood that can wipe clean your sin is Jesus, the blood of Jesus, no other blood. Okay? So that's why Romans 5.10 says it. This is the only way a person can be reconciled to God. God the Father gave his only begotten son as the only savior, hear that now, as the only savior from sin. That's wonderful news. That's great news. So once I receive Jesus as my savior, he's the one who's already done the work. I already know I can't do it. God already knows I can't do it. And that's why he sent Jesus. I love John chapter 14. Now listen to this. Because remember, our message tonight is one mediator. And Jesus is that mediator. He's the only way. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. This is what Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now, I am going to go ahead and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. I am where you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, well, really, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Here goes one of the most important scriptures, and they're all important. But I'm telling you, if you don't get this one, you miss the boat. Jesus said to him in verse 6 of John, the gospel, 14, verse 6, I am the way. Wow. I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, because as we get closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, people are going to be losing their minds. Hear me when I tell you the truth. Some people, not everybody, thank God, but some people are going to be losing their minds, pulling their hair, screaming at the top of their lungs when full chaos is, is just loosed, when pandemonium is running through the streets. And people are going to be wondering, what do I do? Where do I go? What's, I don't know the way. It's going to be still the same answer. Ultimate answer is I am the way. Because, see, they can go and listen to this newscaster and that newscaster, and they can – you know, be on social media and get on that TikTok 
platform and listen to that Instagram post. And they can be on Facebook and they can be on Rumble and they can be on, you know, all kinds of different platforms. But no matter where they go and what they do and what they hear, at the end of the day, if you want this approach to keep it real and to keep it real, real, it's still going to come back to what Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6. Hey, you that's running all over the place and the way, the truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Nobody. Nobody's coming to the Father except through me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. It's always going to be the same answer. I'm the way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. It's not another way, my friend, dear lady, dear gentleman, dear boy, dear girl, dear older, senior citizen. There's no other way. Oh, but I heard, no, you heard the wrong thing. I'm just going to be straight with you. If you heard another way other than the way of Jesus, you've been deceived. You've been lied to is no other way. He's the only way. He's the only truth. And he's the only life. No, 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 but you know, I heard that this other guy over there, he had a dream and an angel came to him. The Bible tells us even if an angel came and told you something else contrary to the word of God, don't believe that. That's a, a deceiver. That's a, a, an evil spirit that's coming, disguising themselves as, as an angel. That is not from God. Clear. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so if you're wondering why you are always confused, you know, why you are always ill at ease, I don't know what, you know, purpose my life has. What am I supposed to do with my life? What's God's will for my life? Why am I here on planet Earth? You know, what am I here for? I can tell you one thing. Number one, you are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You are not just a byproduct of your physical, biological parents having a sexual relationship. Yes, you did come out from that physically, but let me tell you something. Your parents could not even conceive you had it not been for God willed for you to be alive. God willed for you to hear this word. And God has a plan for you. You were created to worship God. You were created to have a relationship with God. And if nobody ever told you that, I'm going to tell you that right now. And so I'm going to tell you a scripture. I'm going to share with you something from 1 Corinthians. Some of you might have heard this and some of you have never heard this. 
1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, but I'm going to specialize on the next few words. I'm going to really emphasize on that. Or whatever you do. Wow. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Is that your desire? As you're hearing this message, whatever you do, are you doing it all to the glory of God? Because that is what the word of God tells us. Whether you eat, whether you drink, whether you get up, whether you lie down, whether you have a conversation, whether you, um, you know, exercise, whether you go to work, whether you have relationship, whether you marry, whether you stay single, whether you bear children, whether you don't have children, whether you travel, whether you stay home, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Are you going to school? Are you, you know, taking lessons? Are you taking a course? Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Why? Because you and I were created. Now, let's just get to it now. Let's get to the meat of this. Why do we need a mediator? Why do we need someone to reconcile us back to God? Because we need to live in our purpose. We need to live in our destiny. We were created to glorify God. And if you don't know why, why you were created, of course, it is only standard. It is only normal for you to feel uncomfortable because you're here and you don't know your purpose. You were created to glorify God. He wants us to glorify him. The psalmist David wrote, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord, in the beauty of holiness. We owe God our worship. And I'm going to share with you a little teaching. Um, I, I, I could say it in the words that I can express, but I love the way Greg Laurie puts it. So I'm actually going to do a little excerpt from a teaching that he gave. And those of you that have access to the Internet, you can go and you can find this teaching. We were all created to worship, but that's not all. You can find it on harvest.org. It's one of Pastor Greg Laurie's teachings. I teach it too. I didn't even, I was teaching it way before I even knew that Greg Laurie had this teaching, but I like how he put it very succinctly, and I want to share that with you. When we fail, this is not his whole thing, but I just brought enough for you to get the gist, for you to get the essence of what we mean by this. When you and I fail to worship God, listen to me now, it will affect every area of our lives. Can I repeat that? When we fail to worship God, it will affect, it will affect every area of our lives. The Apostle Paul wrote, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Yes. Though everything God, through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature. Yes, they knew God, 
but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. Now, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Now, where do we get that from? Romans chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, the New Living Translation. But I want to just specify on that again, because doesn't that sound like where we are in our world today? This is Sister Pearl speaking now, not Greg Laurie. I'm quoting again Romans 1, 20 to 21. The Apostle Paul wrote, and I'm asking you, doesn't this sound, I'm going to read this from, from um, Romans 1, 20 to 21 again, but while I'm reading it for the second time, I want you to think, does this or does this not sound like our world that we're living in right now? For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. Now, this is where I, I see 2023, our generation right now. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Now, I'm saying that's exactly where we are right now, where the minds of people are extremely dark and confused, so much so that they don't even know what they are. Confusion. Well, you know, I don't really know what I am. I might be he, I might be she, I might be it, I might be A, I might be Z, I might be F. And it all comes out of dark minds and confusion. I'm going to read to you something from Daniel chapter 5 in the Old Testament. One night, is Daniel chapter 5, verse 4. One night he called together all his lords, his officials, and concubines for a feast. This was Belshazzar. He decided to take the vessels the Jews had used to worship God in the temple he filled them with wine and he and drink from them while they praised their idols made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Okay? And as they engaged in this drunken feast, a hand suddenly appeared and wrote a message on the palace wall, which was directed to Belshazzar, Mimi, Mimi, Tekel, Parson. Daniel interpreted the message for the king. Here goes the message that he interpreted, the prophet Daniel. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. You have been weighed on the balances and have not measured up. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. That's Daniel chapter 5, 26 through 28. Before he delivered the bad news, Daniel put his finger on Belshazzar's basic sin. Interestingly, he didn't come down primarily on his idolatry, but dealt with something else. Now we're going to talk about the root problem. Daniel told the king, you and your nobles and your wives and your concubines have been drinking wine from the temple vessels while praising the gods of silver Gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. 
God did neither see nor hear nor know anything at all. I'm going to stop right there just for a second. I'm going to say that in today's day, 2023, I would hear Daniel interpreted like this. You and your movie stars and your, you know, your great singers, your concert artists, you know, all those people that you, your, your, your sports stars, those people that you pay hundreds of dollars, a ball game, a football game, a baseball game, a soccer game, or you want to hear, you know, a famous star, whether it be Jay-Z's or Beyonce or you name it, you know, whoever, you're praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Gods that neither see nor hear nor know anything about what you're dealing with at all. Yeah, those are the human beings that I just mentioned, but they don't know anything about what you're dealing with. Why are you worshiping them? Why are you giving them your attention and your great money? I hear the word of the Lord telling you that do that. You have not honored the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. Some of you, you you have little statues that you go and buy in the botanica and you go down or, or some place where you can buy little statues and little saints. You worship that. That thing cannot hear you, cannot see you, is not in touch with the feeling of your infirmity, knows nothing about what you're really dealing with. And yet you're all wrapped up praying to that thing, worshiping that thing. Belshazzar's primary sin was that he failed to glorify God, which in his case led to idolatry and immorality. Now, if God is removed, someone or something always takes his place. When we fail to glorify God, when we fail to give thanks, we will turn to other things. And it's only a matter of time until our lives will degenerate into immorality. Okay? It's only a time when you get caught up in pornography. It's only a time when you can even get so low, so so deranged, and now you're thinking about children. If you're married, you're thinking about somebody else outside of your spouse. Or you're thinking about let me and my spouse have in relations with other people and their spouses. That's how filthy and nasty this thing can get. If you want to see how bad it can get, then read the rest of Romans 1, which talks about all the sinful, wicked, perverse things people can do and all the decline that they can bring. It begins with failing to glorify God and not thanking him. And this radical downward trend begins in the realm of our thinking and then works through our lives. We can trace the problems in our personal lives our society, and our country today to a failure to worship the true God. I'm telling you, it all comes back to that. Any person who is remotely objective would have to acknowledge that our country, and I'm talking about all of our nations. I'm talking about in Europe. I'm talking about the African nations. I'm talking about the Asian nations. I'm talking about the European nations. I'm talking about in North America, South America, Oceania, the Caribbean, the Samoan Islands, the Asian countries, all of these places. 
any person who is remotely objective would have to acknowledge that all of these countries was based on biblical principles, some of them in the beginning, especially ours in America, probably more than anybody else's, even though not all our founding fathers were committed followers of Jesus Christ. But in the U.S. of A, our nation was built on godly Judeo-Christian foundations. But now our historians love to engage in revisionism. In other words, we're going to rewrite our history. We're going to do away with those things. Instead of freedom of religion, they've established freedom from religion. It found its way into every level of our government, at least in the United States, as we've misinterpreted the intentions of the fathers. I don't know how it is in the other nations, but I know in America now we are pushing God out of our classrooms, out of our courtrooms. We no longer want to operate on what the Bible teaches. This is what Greg Laurie is saying, and I agree with him 100%, and on what is right and wrong. And then we see it affecting every area of our lives. This is what happens when we fail to worship God. Okay, come back. Sister Pearl. Now I'm going to share with you my heart, as I believe God is leading me. The only way to our Heavenly Father, and of course I'm getting this from John chapter 14, verse 6, but the only way to our Heavenly Father is through Jesus Christ. It is not through another spiritual teacher, you know, apostle, prophet, pastor, or evangelist. Now listen, the Internet is flooded with all of these things. Now these are good, but let me just emphasize they are not the way to the Heavenly Father. That prophet that you like to watch and listen to is fallen. He's just a mere man. They don't have the full answer because they're not God. Some of them are true prophets. Some of them are false prophets. You need to be in the word of God filled with the knowledge of the word of God so that when you are confronted with a false prophet, a false apostle, a false pastor, a false, you know, teacher, a false evangelist, that you can recognize and know the difference between what is false and what is genuine. But if you're not in the word of God, it is easy for you to be fooled. It is not through a guru like they have in a lot of places in India and other Indian-influenced nations. You know, it's not from some guru living in a forest in a hut or a monastery or an ashram. Mary, the mother of Jesus, or any other saint who has passed on, they're not the way to the Heavenly Father. The only way to the Heavenly Father is through Jesus Christ, his Son. And if your life has been evolving around anyone else but Jesus, I can tell you with all sincerity and humility, you have missed the mark. Now, I know that God deserves our full allegiance and our full worship. So I often find myself quoting from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you. That's an old English term. It means I beg you. I urge you, I plead with you, I'm asking you, 
strongly that you please, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, what that means is not for you to go and, 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 and kill yourself. That's not going, that does not mean go and commit uh, suicide, God forbid. That is not what this verse is talking about. It's saying a living sacrifice. That means you don't go and commit suicide and think that God's going to honor that. He's not. He wants you, he wants me to present our bodies, not just our minds, not just our spirits, not just our souls, not just our intellects. He wants us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to him, holy, one that is pure, one that has been washed clean by the blood of Jesus, one that is acceptable to the Heavenly Father, to God, which is your reasonable service. And many of the translations will say, which is your spiritual worship. So how can I really, truly worship God in a way that is pleasing to him, in a way that he will, he will accept? It is that you present your bodies and your minds and your eyes and everything that God has blessed you with, your ears, what you allow to go through, what you allow your ears to hear, what you allow your eyes to see, where you allow your feet to walk, what you entertain in your mind and in your spirit, that you would present your bodies a living, holy sacrifice. Do not be conformed to this world, to look and be fashioned and be shaped like this world, but be transformed, be totally changed and formed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, that's the number one question. Many of you that have been listening to In the Word with Sister Pearl over the years have heard me say this, but I'm saying it especially for those that have never heard. I know you're listening in for the first time. That's the number one question that I get from people in America and all around the world, wherever God has, has blessed me to travel and to minister. I get the question, Sister Pearl, how do I know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? The first part, the first verse in Romans chapter 12 is the condition that you have to be in to position yourself in order to hear God tell you what is that good and acceptable and perfect will. You got to do verse 1 and and the first part of verse 2, you've got to be willing to present your body as a living sacrifice to God, one that is holy, one that he can accept. Don't bring him something that is unacceptable. Like the people of old, the children of Israel, they were told very clearly by the prophets, by their spiritual leaders, by their teachers, by their rabbis, don't present some kind of an animal with a boil, a broken foot, you know, a cut, an eye that is pussy. Don't don't present that to God. Bring a a a unblemished, whole 
land. Not some land that just got beaten up. Don't bring that to God. Don't offer that to God. And just as it was for offering those animals to the Lord as sacrifices, you and I cannot present ourselves as dirty vessels, as unclean, but holy and clean. And we only we know that only the blood of Jesus will make us clean. But we've got to present ourselves to Jesus. Not live in the world and think that God's going to go over there and clean us. It's not like that. And then the first part of verse 2, and don't be conformed. Don't look like the world, talk like the world, smell like the world, walk like the world, act like the world, think like the world, do as the world does. No, don't do that. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you and I will know what is that good, because then God will reveal and show us because then he can walk with us. Then he can talk to us. Then we're in a condition where we can hear from God. And then he'll, he'll reveal to us what is that acceptable, perfect will of God for our lives. Now, before we close tonight's message on Jesus being our mediator and the only true way to God, the Father, in light of everything that is currently occurring in our world, and I mean the global world, with Israel just being attacked by Hamas and Hezbollah, you and I don't know what is going to be happening with the rest of the world. That's just the truth. So who are we going to cry out to? We better be crying out to the true Yeshua HaMashiach, the true Messiah. Though Israel is such a small nation on the map, it is known as God's country, and it, it has extreme significance to what will happen and affect the rest of the world. Why would God give me a message like the one he's given me tonight about one mediator, Jesus being the only way? Because I want to remind us that no matter what comes down the pike, no matter what is going to be happening in your nation, my nation, or what is happening right now, in Israel, you know, we need to know that when things happen to Israel, all of us should take very acute notice because Israel affects all of us. And that's why the Bible tells us in Psalm 122, verses 6 through 9, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. And so before I close tonight's broadcast, I want to pray for each of you that have not yet given your lives to the Lord Jesus. Oh, my goodness. This is the time, like no other time, you should want to run into the ark of safety. Make your calling and election sure. Make sure before you close your eyes and sleep tonight, whatever time it is, wherever you're listening to, whatever nation, and I welcome our new nations, Venezuela and Italy, wherever you're listening to or listening from, Make sure that before you close your eyes and sleep, 
that you make sure that you have surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Cry out to him in the name of Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name I come. Repeat after me. Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I invite your Holy Spirit to come and live inside of me. I no longer am going to be directing my life. You as my master. I take you as my Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I might know you, love you, follow you, and obey you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And now let me pray with all of you, and then I'm going to pray for the nation of Israel. Father God, I just thank you for those that have listened and they don't. They didn't quite know you as their Lord and Savior, but tonight they have prayed with me, and they want to fully surrender their lives to you. God, keep them until the day of Jesus Christ, that the devil will not them away out of your hands. You said no man can pluck your children out of your hands, and let them not walk out of your hands, O oh God. Let them stay close to you. Draw them by your Holy Spirit, O oh God. And tonight I pray for every believer who has already been saved and blood washed and redeemed. God, help us to remember and never get confused that you're the only true way. You're the only mediator. There is nobody outside of you. There is no other help outside of your precious Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, we just join our faith together all around the world. All of the believers that listen to Reaching Out Radio International and listen to this broadcast in the words of Sister Pearl. God, we all put our faith together and we pray towards Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray that they prosper, God, that peace will be within their walls, that prosperity would be within their palaces, that, Lord, that you would cover them, that you would protect them, that you would not allow any more Israelis to be slain, and even those that have been taken hostage that you would allow there to be a peaceful uh, return of all of the hostages, Lord God, the young, the old, the in-between, that everybody would be brought back to safety. For those that are mourning and grieving tonight because they've lost loved ones, hundreds and hundreds of them in Israel, God. God, do what only you can do. Surround Jerusalem, surround the nation of Israel with your peace. And God, most of all, let them know who their true Messiah is, the Lord Jesus, the Yeshua HaMashiach, the risen Lord, the soon coming King. God, we pray and bless Israel. Give them the victory over their enemies. In Jesus' name, we pray. And we believe you for great things. In Jesus' name, amen. This is your sister Pearl. Until the next time, God loves you. I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.